Dress Velez here. Thank you guys so much for listening as always. Today's a big day because I got a psychic medium and he's incredible. Uh, This is actually a phone interview that I got to do with him today. So that'll be coming up very shortly. And you know, I want to try different things. We're still new show. We're trying out different things. So uh, I definitely wanted to have a psychic on here since the beginning of starting this show. And I'm so happy that we've accomplished that. And I, you know, if there's people, if there, if you guys have suggestions for upcoming guests, yeah, hit me up. Yeah, you can you can tell me in the Facebook group. Hey, I know this person's got a good ghost story. Hey, my friend lives in this house and it's haunted. Whatever. Let me know and we'll get them on in here. That Facebook group that I'm talking about, of course, is called Ghosted by Roz Dressfalaz. And it's a place where you can share all kinds of things, you know, funny memes about ghosts, different things on your mind about ghosts, nice things you can say about me. Also, uh, it's where we can share our personal ghost stories. And one of our contributors, she's a, she's a frequent contributor, and I, and I just love her. And she's a great supporter of, of drag as well. Her name is Sarah. And she sent me this one in the Facebook group. It says, growing up in Idaho. Ooh, was it Boise, Idaho? Because I'm going to be there for Boise Pride in June. Uh, growing up in Idaho, we lived on a ranch and I had many experiences. Typical things like hearing footsteps on the carpet in my room when no one was there, the rocking chair rocking on its own in front of me and my parents, doors locking us out and unlocking and opening on their own, cabinets opening right in front of me when I walked in the room. Oh, that's rude. Lights and radios turning on and off, hearing the name, hearing my name being called when no one was there, etc. Sarah, my parents experienced it all with me, and we knew we weren't crazy. It was unnerving, but normal. My dad was having lots of nightmares and visions that he wouldn't tell me about because they were just too scary. One night, I was in bed, lights off but the light from the bathroom was shining through my bedroom window onto the wall. I saw the shadow of a cowboy in a cowboy hat, okay, hot, standing there, staring into my window, reflecting on my wall. I jumped up and got my dad, who grabbed his gun, and we ran outside to find this guy and uh, to find this guy and realize that the cows were out of the pasture. We got distracted from chasing the cowboy to trying to herd the cows back into the field. I remember running through the field in the dark and falling in a ditch that night. I grew I knew in my gut that he was not a real person and thought at the time he must have been a mean ghost that let the cows out. Who let the cows out? Moo, moo, moo. Okay. But later I realized he was probably 
just trying to warn us that they were out by getting my attention. It worked! Oh, it was a good cowboy ghost. That's sweet. So again, join the Facebook group. And on with the show. Here's Bill Phillips. Oh my gosh. Hi, Bill Phillips, the author of Signs from the Other Side and a Psychic Medium. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for being on here. I've talked about having a psychic on the show since the beginning, and I'm so excited that you're here, and I have questions, honey. I need to know <laughs> I need to know these things. And I you you are the person to call because um, I have watched videos of you. I have started reading your book, and I love it. And um, I just love I love the the way that you approach this stuff because it's very it's like therapeutic and healing, and it's not scary, which is yeah. great. Um, so let's just uh, for our listeners that have not met you yet, let's just mm-hmm. uh, talk about what you do. So you are a psychic medium, is that correct? Yeah. That is correct, and I wanted us to thank you for having me on today, Roz. Um, and, yeah, so I'm a psychic medium, and basically what that means is I'm able to channel the spirits that have crossed over to the other side. And um, for me, I discovered my gift early on in life. Everyone sort of discovers it in different parts of their, of their life. Um, and what I find is that typically there's some type of trauma that happens in our physical world that kind of breaks us open to be able to experience that awareness and that energy that we're not used to experiencing on a physical level. So for me, this started as a child and um, having parents that you know were wrapped up in their own issues with drug addiction and things like that and kind of being tossed around and um, you know, so going through that, that type of trauma as a child, I feel like is what sort of gave me that extra heightened awareness. And um, when I was 14, my mother actually passed away unexpectedly. And as you can imagine, for a 14-year-old, I was like, I thought my whole life was, was over at that yeah. point. Um, but she actually came to me two nights later, and my whole world was turned upside down. And from that point on... Um, I had all of these incredible experiences that happened that um, really just validated for me that it was real, and I needed to have that validation to trust it within myself. So that's basically how it all came to be, and the more that I trusted spirit and the more that I had people and their, their feedback about what they were experiencing, that was the, um, you know, the confidence that I needed to really go in that direction with this, and I'm so grateful that I did. Yeah. Yeah. And you've mm-hmm. kind of trained to, to hone it a little bit, right? Yes, definitely. Um, you know, I was, um, I was about 18 when I really started to um, dive into it. And um, what happened was friends told friends and those friends would come over and see me, you know, strangers to me. And I would be revealing these things to them that, you know, totally shook their worlds. And it, it wasn't always in the moment. There were things that they had to bring back with them. And and, you know, validate and think about. And uh, what, what I found was that there was always these pieces of evidence that came through that really um, were very powerful to them at some point after the, uh, the reading. So I really just took that as extra validation and really, um, really just practiced by, by, you know, testing myself and being in, those, in that environment with people that were new to me. And it was always healing. It was always um, a wonderful experience. And um, at the time, I was actually also... Um, 
a singer. So I was pursuing um, opera performance. And uh, I actually went to a conservatory. And within those uh, four years, I actually feel like the vibration of music and just being in the moment with, with vocal uh, singing is actually what actually honed it deeper for me, was understanding the vibration of music and how, how moving that is on a soul level. So that, for me, is what I feel like really sort of opened up Pandora's box. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. So, uh, oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to start because I have so many questions about what it's even like living with this gift. I mean, you believe that everyone has this gift, though, right? I, I do. I, I believe that um, that we were all designed to be messengers in some way, shape, or form. I mean, just think about, like, when when you're having maybe a bad day and, and someone just says the most amazing thing to you out of the blue, you know, that's an that's example about how spirit uses us every day to be messengers for other people. And mm-hmm. so I definitely believe that we're all here and we all have the... Um, capability of this, um, but I do feel that it's a great responsibility, and I also feel that you know people um, being here in in a, in a human shell, we sort of fear the unknown, you know. So, although we all have the ability and capability within us, it, it's not for everyone. So, what's like? What's the difference between you and me? Like, why <laughs> why are you why why are you so connected to this? You know, I I feel like it's because of my childhood and it's because of what I experienced growing up. I just have a more um, heightened sense of awareness. But, you know, when I I got your um, invitation, I was very excited about doing this interview because I I felt that it was also within you as well, you know. So um, that's pretty cool and exciting to, I'm sure, to hear that. But I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, and you know, wait, what uh, do you mean? No- you got, you got a vibe that I'm a little psychic. <laughs> of course. Yes. Uh-huh. <gasps> Stop. Yeah. yeah. How do I become you? <laughs> Not that I'm trying to like steal your gig or no, anything. That's okay. No, I, you know, I would just say to trust your hunches. That's really what it comes down to. Just knowing that, you know, those moments where you're like, darn it, I wish I had just said that. I wish I had just, you know, gone with that. Just really going with that, with those gut feelings, that, that gut impression. Okay. That's really where that all begins. So is it the kind of thing that you can turn off or, you know, I I feel like this is probably a question you get a lot, but, I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm so curious about living with this yes. gift that you're so in tune with. Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And I always tell people that, it's like a broken radio signal or a broken um, knob in your radio in your car. It's sort of like always static in the background for me. And then what I do is that when I have my intention to work with somebody or be in that environment, I kind of give my awareness to that, to that static energy, and it takes on a life of its own. So once I, once I give my, my attention to, to those thought processes, then um, that's when spirit connects, and that's when they start to you know, bring in what the person that I'm, you know, working with needs to hear in that moment. Um, And, you know, when I was younger, when I was um, 18, 19, I remember I was just, you know, it was also new to me, and I just wanted to do whatever I could in that realm, and people would actually call me out to do house clearings because they were experiencing things in their home, like doors slamming, you know, or just hearing strange sounds or things like that. Mm -hmm. Now you're you're talking my language. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So at, at, within those time period, I was very excited to do it. And what I learned very quickly was that that, that realm of this was very dramatic, very intense, and very draining. So after a few months of understanding, um, you know, the difference between like an earthbound spirit, a ghost, and then someone who's actually crossed over into the light, once I understood that, that process, um, it became very clear to me where my intention was going to go with this. And my intention was going to be to help people that had lost someone who had crossed over, not to be trying to help people that were, like, not wanting to accept their death and, you know, making a ruckus in someone's house because <laughs> they are two different entities completely. And I, even though it was a crazy experience and I was, you know, grateful for the experience, I was also grateful to know that, that was like a little bit too much for me <laughs> to handle in those situations. Yeah, I bet. So mm-hmm. when it comes to ghosts, though, so yeah. are you somebody that goes to a location and those ghosts are like trying to talk and, you know, all that kind of like mm-hmm. trying to get your attention? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, not only with ghosts, but also with the other side, too, whenever they see like a a channel that coming into their, you know, into their vicinity, they all kind of line up around it. So when it comes to an earthbound spirit, so, you know, and it doesn't have to just be, you know, someone who has done this for their, their life's work. This can be anyone who they feel will have a way of connecting with them. So it could be you walking into to a house and I think it is you know, sometimes. all of a sudden you feeling pressure around you or you or you know, hearing weird noises or knocking on the wall and that's your indication that they're trying to get your attention. So it, it's not just, you know, pertaining to someone who this would this would be their gift. It's really for anyone who would be an open ear for them. So it, especially, you know, um, in, in places, because, because a ghost, an earthbound energy, is basically living off of fear around them. That's what's keeping them sort of, that's like the fuel for them, basically. So the humans fear that they like to, you know, um, hang out in places where fear is very eminent, you know. So you think about like an old house or you think about, you know, like maybe even a dentist's office or an airport or anywhere where people are usually nervous a hospital going into that's where their energy attracts the most oh my gosh i never even thought mm-hmm. about that so yeah. but you, so you're talking about like humans on earth are a place where they're scared all the time ghosts like that they want to be around that of course because like attracts like and in those situations that's what draws their energy near <sighs> um yeah, and that, that's why we that's why we hear of these stories happening in places where, it, where these locations that usually spark fear of some sort. So think about like you know, the old haunted house on the East Coast, you know, from the World War period, and think about those those types of uh, scenarios. You know, that that's where they attach themselves to. Interesting. Do mm-hmm. ghosts know that they're ghosts? <laughs> You know, um, I've I've seen so many varying cases of this, but it's within my opinion that they have not accepted that they're dead, and that's the reason why they haven't crossed over. They're sort of in this in-between, and, um, you know, there's different levels of energy. So think of it this way. If you think about um, when you're sad and when you're happy, 
they're two different vibrations. You know, when you're sad, you feel like you're like you can't get up off the floor. You know, and you feel like you're in this like dark hole. It's the same thing with the other side. Those that are still in um, in that space, they are more earthbound. They're they're more attached to the heavy layer of the earth surface, and that's the reason why they feed off of that energy. So a soul that has accepted its its crossing and goes to the light they're going to be vibrating at a much higher level. And when we leave the body behind, we're leaving the ego behind. And the ego consists of, you know, the anger, the fear, the resentment, the sadness, the depression. That is a part of our armor that we carry with us when we're in a physical body. But when we, when we die physically, we leave and we shed that, that layer behind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Have you... Okay. Have you encountered non-human energies? You know, I've I've had that question before, and I, I have I have I have encountered it, not to the extent that I know many other people have. You know, and we're talking about like um, artificial or um, alien life things along those lines. I'm thinking um, demons and that sort of spooky, dark-sided stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I, I really, when I was younger, I had more of an experience with it. Um, and because I made my intention to only be connected with those that were in a good place, what happened was I have this sort of protective bubble around me that I have to put up every morning when I get up and before I go to bed. Um, and that sort of re- repels anything that's not for my highest good. So anything that's not of the light is repelled away from me. Um, so I've heard of it more than I've experienced it, but I, but I know that it's real though. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm trying to not be scared, but I think what I'm scared (laughs) of is Mm -hmm. ghosts, which, which you were just said is, you know, they, they thrive off of that fear, but you know, people should not be afraid of, of, you know, loved ones or, or people that have crossed into that light, right? I mean, no, but yeah, that's, you're right. That, that's a big misconception. And, um, especially, you know, keep in mind that we, we have free will, right? So we're here and we have the ability to control this, you know? So if you're not liking, you know, um, the TV turning on and off, or if you're not liking what's going on around you, all you have to do is this command that they leave you alone, and they typically respond to that. The only um, caveat to that is if they are, let's say, something very in a demonic form or in a dark form, and that goes into a whole different category. So those mm-hmm. things also exist, and they also feed on fear. Um, but for the most part, if you have a boundary and if you verbalize that boundary, whether it be mentally or verbally, audibly, um, they usually pick up on it. Yeah, well, that's just that's annoying if it's from a human, like just turning on your TV and turning it off. It's like, well, yeah, and it happens to me all the time. And in, in fact, my my partner is like, oh, again, why? You know, this happened last week where, you know, we woke up and the TV was on and it turned off like 10 minutes later. And um, it's something that is a pretty common occurrence around me, you know, where lights will be on when I know I turn them off, you know, um, things along those lines. But I'm also 
super aware and vigilant as well of, of that energy. So um, I, I definitely experience those signs quite a bit. And not only, you know, not just talking about ghosts or the earthbound energies, but also like my mom, who's in spirit, um, she sends me signs all the time that are just undeniable. So um, that's just my confirmation on that human level that, you know, I'm being guided by her and that she's, she's helping me along this journey. So when that happened to you, like last week, what, what, what's your explanation for that? Who was that? Yeah, so there is a little, <laughs> um, the house that um, I purchased a couple of years ago, there is, there is, a, there is a, a little boy spirit that likes to hang out here. And um, so I, I thought that he had been gone for a while, but then, it's, but then it started again last week. So obviously he's still here. Um, and it's just something that I go with the flow with, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not scared of him. You know, if anything, we actually laugh about it because we think it's hilarious that we have this, <laughs> this little boy living with us in the house. But, um, it, you know, it really just depends on, on the situation. So when you're you, you, you go to this house, you know, you're walking mm-hmm. around before you purchase it. Is there, you see, mm-hmm. oh, there's a little boy here. Okay. I guess that comes <laughs> with the house. Like, how does that work for you? You know, actually, in that situation, um, I when I when I came into the house, I did not sense anyone here in that moment. I think it was more of like my my human side, my excitement, things like along those lines. But I knew that I that I belonged here, though. And it wasn't until after um, the purchase that people were you know coming up to us and telling us about who was here previously and all these crazy things. So. Um, you know, it really sort of put it into into light as to what why I was attracted to this home in the first place. Um, so once I once we moved in, of course, you know, I, I smudged the place. I had my sage and my Palo Santo and you know my rosary and my my white candle lit. You know, and I I knew how to go through and basically clear anything that that wasn't of my highest good. But obviously, this energy is just more of a, of a kindred fun you know, boy who wants to hang around here. So I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. Do you actually physically see a spirit in a scenario like that? Like, do you, when you're talking to someone? You know, when I'm reading for somebody, it's not like it would be like if you were sitting in front of me and I would see you in that capacity. That's not how I communicate with those that have crossed over. It's a lot like um, playing charades with with an invisible world. So it's sort of like just tuning in to the energy around me and going, okay, I know that this would be, you know, a grandmother. I know that this would be a brother, you know, just kind of going into that reference with it. And then once I establish a connection with that soul, the, um, the energy kind of builds and the process builds and the, um, the validations build. So it's really just me as a channel trusting that flow and trusting everything that kind of comes through me is and knowing that it's not it's not um of me it's coming through me from the other side i've never heard it put like that charades that makes so much sense Mm -hmm. every time i've been to a psychic they're just like i'm seeing a hot dog or (laughs) a necklace and i'm like i don't know you know it's so true and it it reminds me of you know years ago i was i would tell the story i was reading for a woman and her father was coming through and he kept showing me a pig and you know it was one of those things when i was younger of like oh god do i really say this this is so silly you know but that's that's part of the training is understanding that what we're being given is not 
our, we don't get to judge the information. We're just the channel to let it come through us. So after a minute of like in my head going, no, I'm not going to say it, I said, okay, I'm going to say it. So I said, your dad is showing me a pig. Does the pig mean anything to you? And she like broke down in tears and she explained to me that the pig was the family store that had been in the family for like decades. And and her her father took it over from the from his father and it was a huge revelation and it was a huge validation but it, but it was so simple and so subtle on my end and that's really how the other side works through us they're they're giving us those subtleties they're not trying to scare us you know so they're they're doing it in a gentle way and what happens is that because we're so wound up in our lives you know and we're so you know we're we're typically not present we're thinking about tomorrow we we actually miss out on those signs around us, so we we yes. um, push off you know um, the feather on our doorstep you know, or we we don't give any energy to the license plate in front of us that may be our grandma's nickname or something along those lines. But they're always trying to orchestrate um, these scenarios around us that validate that they are guiding us. And if we're open to that, and if we actually are present in like in the here and now we're we're more able to pick up on on those symbols and on those signs yeah i always like to um wish in my mind that when you die you get like those like the the deleted scenes on the dvd features where it it goes back and it shows you like you get to see all the things that lined up before that you didn't get to see when you were alive like all the times that you were in the same room as your best friend that you hadn't met yet or like all those kinds i don't know that's just in my mind and in my world well see that's that's what i mean so that's that's what i was talking about about you being intuitive and everything that and see that probably seemed like a very like it almost seemed like probably you're making it up right in your head um and that actually is what happens and what we actually call that a life review so when someone does die physically um you know they're experiencing all of those scenarios that maybe they didn't pick up on you know in their review right yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of when I was 16, I was in a really bad car accident, and I, I literally saw, this sounds crazy, I know, but I literally saw every moment flash before me in my life until that point within a fraction of a second. So that was also very eye-opening for me, too, you know. Um, but And I, I actually like to give the analogy, and it's, it's silly as well, but the movie Beetlejuice, you know, when they walk into the... <laughs> the room and they grab the ticket and they wait for their social worker uh-huh. it's, of course it's more of a dark humor but there is truth to it and that is on some level what happens when we do leave the physical body behind wow well because i think going back to what you were just talking about with um mm-hmm. the way that they kind of subtly give us signs I, I always think also like okay if if a human passes they probably remember the fact that when they were humans, they would not like it if a full body ghost showed up in the middle of the night, right? Like, I exactly. feel like they they know yeah. better because they used to be humans and they know that ghosts are scary. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> or they can and be scary. Why, you know, people sometimes get a little bit frustrated because they, they say, you know, why can't I see them or why aren't I having that experience? And I, and I say... Are you sure you want to experience that? <laughs> are, are you sure? You know, be careful what you ask for because mm-hmm. people do experience that. You know, and 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 a lot of times they're not they're not ready for it. So that's the reason why they use the subtleties to get our attention because they are um, they're well. First of all, they're healing, 
and they're validating. And when, when you give that energy to those signs and you say thank you and give gratitude, you experience more of them on a consistent basis. Actually, you know what? I recently made a statement. I had a guest on here, Billy Lee of Vanderpump Rules. She mm-hmm. had she she what she told us on the podcast is that she had sex with a ghost and she the way she described it i was like that doesn't sound bad i'm not opposed maybe i should not have said that because now i I might have sex with a ghost do you think that that was have you heard of people having sex with a ghost i know i actually have and you know it's for some people they might think it's crazy but i i have heard of it and what i've also heard of more than that physicality is people like uh, lucid dreaming and going into their dream state and doing that um, in their pure energy form. So rather than like, you know, being physical with the ghost, them actually going out of the body and experiencing that exchange um, oh. on an etheric level. But I, I don't, I don't doubt that it's possible. I, I've heard about it. So of course, you know, there, there is some truth to it. Okay, I have a couple of questions about um, uh, just basically. Okay, here's a question: mm-hmm. Have um, have you had scenarios where somebody tells you where the buried treasure is, or you know something like that? Uh, the grandma's got you know a million dollars hidden somewhere in the house, and then she tells them, or anything like that. Um, similarly, yes. I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say a million dollars, but I, I can say that there have been numerous situations like that. And that's what I was talking about earlier where, um, you know, a, a spirit may bring through something in that moment that we have to kind of hold with us and take with us. Um, and this was actually in my first book, Expect the Unexpected, where a lot of um, these sort of things came around full circle. And one of the stories was um, someone's father coming through and explaining and giving this name to her and, um, and saying, you know, he was very excited about this, this Susie, and the person had no idea what I was talking about at all. And um, after a few months, this, this Susie woman actually came into their life and was adopted and was a, was a long-lost part of the family for decades. So that, that was an example of that. Um, oh. Another example was actually... Um, Another friend of mine, um, I was having dinner with her one time, and I was—I I felt her her grandmother around her. So I explained to her what she was showing to me, and it was—it it actually became so specific that I said to her, "You know, um, your grandma's talking about the bear with the heart on on the on the jacket on the bear. There's a message there, and it's in the last box in the corner of your garage." And she's like. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. So she <laughs> she goes home and talks to her husband, and they spend the, their next day, Sunday, you know, pulling out all the boxes in the garage. And um, in the very last box, there was a bear in there, and there was a little rolled-up, um, like, uh, Bible verse that her grandmother used to always speak to her, and it was actually from her service, and she had completely forgotten about this. So... In those situations, yes, that that does happen. That, that's also, in my mind, what's the most exciting part about connecting with the other side is those um, those after moments and those aha moments that that come afterwards and really just validate that experience. Because keep in mind, you know, we here use calendars and we use clocks. The other side doesn't have time or space the same way that we do. So mm. um, we're not on the same time schedule. If that makes any sense. 
Yeah, that does make mm-hmm. sense. But so you're also a psychic, right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. how, so how can you explain to me? I really loved. I can't stop thinking about what you said about the charades. Um, mm-hmm. So when it comes to the psychic side of things, I mean, I'm sure people have asked you this before as well. But like, why is it that you can't just predict lottery numbers all the time? Because like, of course, like I know that's not how that works. But how does it work? <laughs> You know, psychic has a lot of connotations to it, especially in this day and age, but um, really it's just a guide. So, yes, we are seeing things that haven't happened yet. We are getting an impression for the future, but I think what people don't always realize is that, you know, nothing is set in stone 100%. We have free will in this life. So if I tell you to turn right and you turn left, then you have changed the course of that trajectory. Mm. And um, that happens so much of the time. But also, you know, when we're, um, when we're tuning into that frequency um, of, of possibility of future events, a lot of times they actually do turn out exactly how we saw them. But again, it's within our charade. So um, this is such a funny example, but it's coming to mind right now, so I'm just going to share it. So um, there was a show back on in the 2000s called The O.C., and there was an episode where one of the girls goes to a psychic, and the psychic says, I see you going, or I see you in a relationship with a George. And she's like no, I'm engaged or whatever. She was in this loving relationship. And then it turns out a few weeks later, she got involved with this association, um, this like nonprofit thing where the, the acronym was George. So G-R, everything stood for something else. And, um, and that's, how, that's how it works typically. You know, we're, we're getting that charade. We're having to trust it. But the person who's receiving the information, it's actually their, their job as well to interpret that and to delve deeper into the, the facts after it's come through the channel. So it's all charades. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, you know, keep in mind that, you know, right now we're using, you know, words to speak with, but the other side, they're, 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 they're tapping into our references. So they're tapping into our minds, our our emotions, and they're they're basically using that as a vocabulary um, to to communicate with. So you know, as example of the, of that father showing me the pig, you know, he didn't actually say the word pig to me. He showed me in my own reference a pig, and I had to trust him enough to say that to who was in front of me. Mm-hmm. So it definitely requires you know a lot of focus, concentration, and enormous amount of trust. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a question that um, I'm not. I'm not trying to stir up drama or anything. I'm. A, I'm not. I'm a drag queen, and I don't. I don't do drama. But can you tell when someone's a faker, like a, a psychic faker? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? How? Yes. I'm not asking yeah, you name you know. names or anything. I'm just wondering, like, how can you tell? What do we look well, out you for? Know. And, and this is something that's become more um, prevalent, I think, in the past decade or so with it being all over television and, and things like that. I remember when I was um, a teenager, maybe I was 18, and I went, uh, I was in L.A., and I went to go, there was a little psychic shop out there. So I thought, you know, why not? I'm going to see what happens. So I go in. So here's the things to, to, to be aware of. Um, when they tell you that you have a dark cloud around you and that, you know, they tell you 
you have so much potential to, you know, to experience all these incredible things in your life, but you have this darkness around you, so let me clear that first, and then you'll be able to have this incredible life. That's always a big red flag, is to really pay attention to um, sort of like the, the trap in that sense. A, a truly gifted psychic or medium is not going to do that. They're going to give you the tools uh, to empower your your life rather than tell you that they're the only one that can do it for you. So, in essence, um, a legitimate um, psychic is going to empower someone, where a charlatan's going to actually take away that power and infuse fear into the person to keep coming back. And that's that's and I've I've heard of stories where somebody was buying them like you know appliances and cars, and it's just it's unfortunate that that that, that has to happen, but. In, in, in any industry, you know, there's people that unfortunately don't have the purest intentions. So I would say go with your gut as well. You know, if, if what's coming out is not having any kind of resonance with you, trust your gut too. You know, you, your, your intuition w- should give you that, that indication that something seems kind of off. Um, but always know that um, a, a reading should be a uplifting experience. It should be an empowering experience, and it should be a healing experience. So if you're not feeling that with someone, then walk walk away, get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you deal with skeptics? You know, I've been very lucky and very blessed um, not to have had a lot of experience um, with cynics. Um, people that are skeptical, though, I actually honor it, and I think it's um, I think it's good to be skeptical because you don't know what you're getting yourself into, you know. So, um, what I find is that when someone's skeptical, they're not cynical, but when they're cynical, they're not open to receiving anything. Mm. So, with with the skeptics, I, I feel like it's something that um, there is a curiosity there. It's not like they're completely closed off to the idea of it, and um, a lot of times um, when someone does come see me that is in that position, like let's say, you know, a, a wife's brought her husband in, you know, kind of drag them into an event or something like that. Um, what I find is that um, the other side will bring through um, enough evidence or enough information to make their eyes more open, to make them more aware of, 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 of how the process works. So. In essence, it's just it's just educating through the information that's that's coming through, but also it's giving the person an extra layer of of awareness. But like with anything, though, you know, you have to be open. You have to have an open heart, and you have to have an open mind. And that's that's where spirit resides is in that openness. I want you to have a TV show. Is that something you think about? You know, it's something that has come up um, several times over the years, and it's something that I am so grateful for um, my life as it is right now, you know, and I would only consider doing something like that if it was integrous and if it was for the highest good. Mm-hmm. But it's, so it's a possibility. <laughs> uh, it's always a possibility, of course. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I know we, we're going to have to wrap it up soon. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I want to ask you. Well, of course, I want to talk about your book. Um, where can people find it? Um, where can people find you? What do you got going on? Because you also do live shows, too, right? Or like kind of group yes, readings. Do. Yeah. Um, so my, my book, my, my, my newest book is called Signs from the Other Side, Opening to the Spirit World. And you can get it at 
Barnes & Noble, Amazon, most major book retailers, but people like usually using Amazon for that. And um, I, I do travel a lot. I um, do a lot of audience events around the country. Um, so I'll be like in Brea in October, and I'll be in San Diego in January. And I, and I also teach workshops as well about how people can harness this themselves and make that connection on their own. Um, I'm about to take one of these workshops, and this, <laughs> this is going to turn that, into yeah. a whole nother show, and it's going to be my psychic medium show. Um, <laughs> I'm so grateful that you took the time. I really appreciate it. And you cleared up so much for me, and I know for our listeners, I'm sure, as well. Um, so thank you. Are you a social media guy? I am, yes. I'm on Facebook, Psychic Medium Bill Phillips on Facebook, um, and Instagram, Medium Bill Phillips. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Of course. No, I, I'm so honored, and I think that it's great what you're doing. And you're, um, you know what's awesome is that you're actually taking the the pressure off of it or the stigma away from, from this world, you know. So that's why I was so happy to to do it with you. And I, I, I've seen before I was on there, I saw that you do, like, the improvs and stuff like that. And so years ago, probably seven years ago or so, they invited me to do something called Psychic Sunday with the improv. And so I did it for years, and it was very successful. Um, in Hollywood? So I did, I did the circuit. Uh, I, did, I did Hollywood two or three times. Um, it was a huge hit. And people, you know, going into, a, going into a comedy club, people weren't, like, they weren't sure what to expect. So they were like, okay, I'm going to go, and I don't know what this is. And then they were seeing what was happening, and it was, you know, very palpable. And so the reason that I love doing that is because it, tickle, it took this pressure off of people. You know, they were going in to have a good time, and then they were actually leaving um, and, and, you know, having this incredible experience. So um, I've always been fond of, um, of the improv for that reason. Yeah, yeah, I'm all about just like, yeah. why not just have fun? I mean, it's it's life. It's part of life, even though it's it's part of our experience here on Earth is the spirit world as well. So right, let's exactly. have fun with it. Bill Phillips, I am in love with him. He is incredible. I think the two of us should, you know, start our own paranormal comedy team or something he's great and i can't wait to schedule my appointment with him and check out his book he's just incredible guys this has been another installment of ghosted by Riles dress with us keep telling your friends i love hearing people that, that that contact me and they tell me oh my gosh my friend stacy told me all about the show and now i love it um so keep telling your friends i really appreciate it as always please give us a five-star rating on apple podcasts and if you have a ghost story you can share it there in your review or in the Facebook group. I personally, I'm also on Instagram at Ross Dresfalez. I've got a Facebook page. I'm all over there. You'll find me. And um, yeah, if you want to see me live and in person, I'm going to be uh, this Saturday, the 18th of May at Ross Matthews's Bubbly Brunch. Dragtastic Bubbly Brunch, which is a really, really fun drag brunch that I get to host sometimes. And that's at Rockwell, which is in the Los Feliz area of Los Angeles. Guys, I love you. Both living and dead people. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!
Scarpins Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.